Uh, I guess, uh, Mike Moore, we're on. We're live. Is that right? That's right. Uh, Friday afternoon podcast session. I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought this would happen. It's the end of the, uh, sorry, it's the beginning of the summer. And yep. uh, this, but it's the end of the season for our podcast. Yeah, this is typically the time of year when my, my brain power battery goes on low. Uh, yeah, my brain power battery low is been going that way for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm in good company then today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, you know, COVID-19 didn't do a lot for my brain power battery levels. Yeah, that's right. And it continues to, to to push on and to suck the battery life out of us. Yeah, yeah. But here we are. Uh, what did Churchill say? It's not the uh, beginning of the end, but it's... No, it's not the end of the beginning, but it's the begin. Uh, I can't remember what yeah. he said. But I, He said lots it, of stuff. But it's the beginning of... It's the end of the summer. Or it's yes. the end of the regular season and the beginning of the summer. And folks, we won't be with you over the summer. Nope. But please listen. Uh, are you going to be able to put any uh, retreads on there? You know? Yeah, yeah. I can maybe find something good from the archives. The best of kind of thing. The best of. I can. I can probably do that at some point in late July. Just to make sure our our three fans don't get bored over the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep them loyal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to close off our podcast season, um, I wanted to talk about something that came up on my Facebook feed. By the way, you all can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is David Fitch, but my pod or my Facebook uh, runs on Fitch Est, one word, F-I-T-C-H-E-S-T. Do a backslash and you'll find me on Facebook. But I thought that what we would talk about, Mike Moore, mm-hmm. as church planters and pastors all across America, Canada, around the world, all three of you that are listening right now, uh, you know, as, as we go into summer, we think about a regathering thing that happens in the September time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was telling somebody recently who's church planting, and I was encouraging them to take July and August off because they preach every Sunday. Hmm. And I said, you need a break. You're running on fumes. Well, how can I do that? And I said, well, July and August is what, us church planters sometimes call garbage time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think in the liturgical calendar, it's actually called garbage time. It's garbage time. <laughs> it's when everyone goes off on uh, your vacation, yeah. your holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get a little less tuned into church. Now, I actually think there's other things we should be doing, but that's yeah. for another podcast. But the but the idea here is that really September, in the at least Western, especially American and Canadian ways of thinking, we come back and get into fully engaged present mode in our homes, in our neighborhoods, uh, going to church in our regular rhythms. Mm-hmm. And so we think about gathering come September. Yeah. And so what I wanted to talk about, though, is the idea of gathering versus landing in church planting. And by the way, I think this concept cross applies equally to those who are seeking to renew a church. We got to gather a people uh, to a common sense of calling in a place to be the kingdom of God. 
gathering people normally happens on, well, a lot of times it happens on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Or it happens, say, if you're, if you're a church plant and say you're gathering 20 people to be the so-called core group for your church plant. Um, what did you used to call that uh, in church planting parlance? Uh, oh, I never called it this, but I think it's been called the launch team. Is that Ooh, right? The launch team. We're not going to use that phrase here for various <laughs> theological reasons. Uh, launch implies, um, it, it, it kind of implies a big kind of event yeah. that's going to attract people that don't even know who we are to come to our church, which usually implies there are wandering Christians. Not that that's a bad thing, but we prefer to gather a people in a different way, which we're going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. It, it also, it also implies that the work of the church has not begun until you have a quote unquote launch service. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to use that term, Mike Moore. We're not going to use the term launch, but we are going to use the term gathering. And uh, I said in my Facebook post, uh, church planters can take years, often, by the way, three years, first three years, to gather a people. Three years is um, uh, common uh, uh, length of time that denominations give church planters to get their act together and get a people together. And they mm-hmm. pay them a salary starting year one and it declines to year three. And then it's cut off at the end of year three. <laughs> and if you don't have your gathered people by the Ooh. end of year three, oh boy, you're in trouble. And so yep. all efforts to get anybody you possibly can who has a paycheck in the butts and the seats becomes the goal of the first three years. But anyways, that's why I said the first three years. Mm-hmm. I do not think that's the way we should look at church planting, by the way. But that, again, is maybe a podcast for another time. Anyways, <laughs> back to the uh, Facebook post. Church planters can take years to gather a people. I call this step one. But all this is work for not if the planter doesn't move to step two landing this people in a place. Landing requires a people living a kingdom rhythm of presence in a place. There's a big difference between step one, gathering, and step two, landing a people in a place. Mm. Now, uh, first of all, there are going to be, I think you're maybe one of these people, Mm. who question whether I should be separating gathering from landing. But I just want to say, I want to put out there, mm-hmm. I think many megachurches never get the step two. And that's why this kind of sequential understanding makes sense. What do you think about the, uh, the idea of gathering versus landing? and the way church planting has been done in the last 20 years. Hmm, yeah. Well, I, I think your critique of the mega church is spot on. So if you're providing it as a, uh, what are you drinking there, by the way? Fresca. Fresca. Okay. Um, sorry, interruption. Uh, so <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're suggesting this as a corrective to the mega church, I'm hook, line and sinker. I'm there with you, Dave. 
Um, but at the same time, it seems to me uh, to be a little heavily uh, prescriptive. Uh, I think there's, you know, I, I said I said this in my comment on your Facebook post. I think there's just a little more interplay between those two steps, and it's not as sequential as you suggest. Yeah, but do you think? Uh, okay, so let's just take the average church planter today. Let's okay. just take the average pastor in a church today. Mm-hmm. Uh, gathering often becomes the focus. Landing, it is does not have the same focus if it has any attention at all. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, maybe it would help. It helped me at least uh, for you to unpack landing a little bit because I think when you're saying landing, I think what you're referring to is actually part of that word, which is land, that is place. So could you impact that or could you differentiate the, the two? Yeah, um, I think it's very important for a church to uh, establish a presence in a place. Mm-hmm. This gets back to Willie Jennings, who we just had a week or so ago at our our Theology of Mission lectures. And if mm-hmm. you missed it, folks, too late. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) you missed your chance. We told you. But anyways, um, he talks about uh, colonialism in terms of displacement of place. Uh, A mission endeavor lands a people, or let's say some pioneer missionaries, into a uh, place. And instead of actually becoming part of that place, a rhythmic life lived among people learning the language, it becomes totally focused on translating the message from whence they came into the language where they are now without actually tra- without actually inhabiting the place to know how that message could both be embodied in that place as well as being challenged. I like the word extended mm-hmm. into this place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, colonialism happens when we don't think we have to land in a place. Before I go into explaining what I think churches should do in landing, does that idea, Willie Jennings' idea of displacement of place, colonialism, gospel not being inhabited but translated out of a former place into a new place, do you think that uh, makes sense, mm-hmm. that critique of Willie Jennings makes sense, and it's really important for churches to understand that today? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you saying that gathering is, you know, get, getting people together um, in the room, so to speak. But landing is actually being uh, sensitive and responsive to the context of where you're gathering. Is that right? Uh, not only being, resp- yeah, definitely being responsive, but just listening and being and understanding what's going on in that place. Yeah. And what are, let's say, the metaphors of that place? We teach this uh, at Northern Seminary when we teach ethnography and cultural exegesis or ethnography and evangelism. Um, How to go and be present in a place long enough to understand the dynamics, the languages, what it means, instead of importing my meanings from a prior place into this place before I even know how they might apply, make sense, or be extended, or be critiqued by that place. Yeah, I I preached at a church out in the suburbs. The church in the suburb will go unnamed. Uh, this is a couple of months ago. 
and, and afterwards, um, the pastor wasn't there, but afterwards, one of the members of the church took me, my wife out to eat and they asked, you know, what I thought about the church. And then they pushed me a little bit and said, you know, do you have any kind of correctives or critiques? And my one reflection was, I have no idea where your church is placed because the service felt pretty, pretty, um, I'm lacking a word for it. It almost felt neutral. It It felt like I could unplug it and plug it into any place and it wouldn't have made a difference. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And we see this happen again and again. Uh, you know, um, uh, we don't want to critique Billy Graham or Billy Graham evangelism or mm-hmm. even the evangelical white church from the 1950s and 60s, although we do it all the time. But we don't want to, like, be nasty about it. But the mm-hmm. fact is there was a presumption about it uh, that assumed that everybody would know and understand the gospel that we had developed. We, meaning white evangelical, meaning Bill Bright, Four Spiritual yeah, Laws, Roman yeah. Road, etc. And uh, there was no sense of context in place. Like, shift forward 50 years, and now we have multiple cultures in multiple places right. in America. There is no one uh, singular... You can't even assume a hegemonic Christian culture anymore, mm-hmm. even though back then the, it, there was no such thing either, but it yeah. was a little more prevalent in the way of the, the structures of media broadcast medium and churches work back then so Hmm. it's kind of like a hangover we just assume that wherever we go this gospel stays the same in terms of its language and how we communicate it in the entry point and uh and furthermore the church should stay the same uh in terms of its message and its way of inhabiting and its way of witnessing and its way of evangelism its way of discipleship its way of worship etc etc yes agreed all right, so let's try to get to the point here because we, 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 you know, we don't want to spend three hours on our last podcast before the, <laughs> the year. Uh, but I said that gathering versus landing, um, landing requires a people living a, a kingdom rhythm of presence. For me, this really starts by, yes, we have a gathering on Sunday morning, but then we have house fellowships in the neighborhoods Hmm. and these house fellowships gather people in the blocks or in the regions and Westmont, we have like the railroad tracks that go one way and Cass Avenue, the center of the main street going the other way. So we have four quadrants, but you know, we, we have house gatherings and, and we meet and we eat and we get to listen to one another and what's going on. (coughs) Excuse me. And we get to listen to neighbors, uh, when we're out picnicking or when we're out on the back deck. And then we get to uh, disciple one another by talking about key issues in our lives. And we get to pray together. And this way of being together is a rhythm of life that is far more than just a Sunday morning, one and a half hour drive-in service. And then we also have a third space where we go and we inhabit and be present and serve among uh, hurting people, among places of where there's an ecology of hurting people, like a homeless shelter or a bar or a community center or a gymnasium, uh, parks and recreation, whatever it might be, all the various places. And together, these three places intersect and work. And there's a rhythm of living in and among a town or a village, or a neighborhood in Chicago, 
uh, or an aldermanic district in Chicago. And uh, from there, it feeds into Sunday morning. Sunday morning kind of becomes a piece of a whole way of life as opposed to the thing we do Mm -hmm. uh, where we get the information and then we go out and we tell other people what to do with that information. It becomes a whole way of life. It becomes a landing uh, of the gospel where we can intersect with people's lives and uh, have opportunities to say, Jesus is Lord in my life. I see him working in your life. Are you interested in Jesus? I see him when that happened, or can I pray for you, or this, or that, or all the intersections of everyday life in a rhythm become occasions for sharing the gospel with people's lives. Hmm. Landing. Have you got anything to add in terms of my definition of landing? Or maybe you hmm. want to question it a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much I want to question it, but, you know, this very second, this very day, uh, I'm living out that uh, tension between what you're naming and, you know, as we're praying and discerning where to plant uh, a church, the one question I get asked the most from people in Chicagoland is where, where are you going to plant this church? As, so I think that people are interested in the landing part, but I've noticed for a lot of people, they don't feel like they can gather until they know where it's going to be landed. Well, you must be talking to the right people then. Yeah, I guess I, guess I, might, I must be. You know, I, I think what makes it hard is that not everybody's able to uproot their lives. You know, if you got a mortgage, if you're involved in your local school, if you're close to work, if your kids are, you know, connected in the neighborhood you're at now. So, you know, doing the work of landing requires a pretty heavy investment. I mean, you, your church knows that. You had a bunch of families that uprooted their entire lives and moved um, to to do the work of church planting. So landing is not a matter of convenience. Convenience It takes uh, it takes a toll and it requires um, typically a cost on, on the person or the family. Now, I, I must tell you, I get a little worried when you talk about, the, talk about it this way. It takes a toll. It's going to, it's going to cost you. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worry about that because um, really uh, this is a way of life that's going to flourish you in the kingdom. Yes. And um, it's going to make life so much richer, deeper. Mm -hmm. Living with other people in the neighborhood for the kingdom as part of a whole way of life is is just so flourishing as opposed to we're going to start this mega church. We want you to be a volunteer. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. I need five people on Sunday morning to take care of the traffic. I need another 20 people to uh, upload the sound system in and out. I need another 100 people. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and that sounds like that sounds like wear and tear. That sounds like actually pretty much. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think people committed to that work should be, a, you know, applauded and, and, and their commitment to the kingdom is admirable. But what we're talking about is deep, rich, and full, and meaningful. And I'm mm-hmm. telling yeah, you, I, I would want to do life any other way. Yeah. Uh, probably tolls was the wrong word. What I mean is sacrifice. But I don't mean a sacrifice that's not, you know, n- n- not a sacrifice that's going to involve... Um, tons of suffering and you're going to have to give your life to the church and you're going to be volunteering, you know, 30 hours a week. 
But, but I mean, uh, it's going to require some kind of uprooting of your life and uprooting of your practices and habits. And I think initially that can be hard for a lot of people. That can be hard. I admit myself, it doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> well, you, actually- you and me, I, I think you and me both, I think we're kind of like, yeah, okay, that's easy. Just go do it. And if it doesn't work out, whatever, you try again. But I think for a lot of other people who maybe have a lower risk, yeah. lower risk tolerance, they don't, they don't want to do that. Yeah, so. So there is that uh, toll, we'll call it, uh, but we want to encourage everybody uh, that it will be impactful for your life. And by the way, since often church planting happens in places not, I mean, depending on what church planting group you're with, there are some church planters that go only to the rich and the affluent part. But church planters like you and me normally go to places that actually reduce our cost of living yeah. and reduce the amount of money we have to spend on a home and so forth. So there is yeah. all that, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. So we, we got past that uh, uh, definition. Um, I want to talk about um, two different kinds of ways we gather. And, and one is, uh, I think kind of what you were angling at on the Facebook post. Uh, One is the kind of the one that I'm kind of worried about where mega churches or attractional churches do. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the first one. The first kind of gathering most often happens uh, through attraction to a site uh, for a worship gathering on Sunday Mm -hmm. and through various means, mostly today through various social media means Um, maybe canvassing a neighborhood. You announce the beginning of a Sunday morning service. Yeah. You put signs out. You uh, find a place uh, that's easily visible to cars going by. And you attract a crowd of maybe, uh, oh, these days, if you're good at that, 100 people. Yeah, yeah. And that's a successful, for lack of a better word, launch. Mm Mm-hmm. What I want to say, though, is the harder part might be uh, locating those people into rhythms of landing in their neighborhoods, house fellowships, places of mission, places of presence among broken and lost peoples to therefore dialogue and open space for the gospel and not only people's lives, but their own lives. That's the hard part, and I fear I fear we never get a lot of those churches never get to that. And what I want to say is that if we are if it's true that we're in post Christianized places, the gospel shall not be proclaimed unless we're living among people and engaged in their lives where space can be opened up for the proclamation of the gospel. That's the first kind of gathering landing, and I don't want to disparage it. A lot of people do it. Yeah, But if you don't keep it going, if you don't get from gathering to landing, I feel like you shall not succeed as far as an engagement uh, for your culture with the gospel. Now, mm-hmm. the second one is, is one that you were kind of talking about. I, I think I prefer this way of gathering now. Instead of trying to gather through a large site gathering on a Sunday morning and attracting people to come to that, I prefer finding three or four apostle-like people to start house groups. And we'll start a house group in my house. Could be 10, 12, 15 adults, uh, depending on how many kids you have. You can't 
you can't have a hundred kids because that's not manageable. That's not organizable. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then we moved to another house group, and pretty soon we have four house groups hmm. uh, in various places of the neighborhood. And it begs for us to have a Sunday morning gathering where we're all together. Hmm. That's a different kind of gathering, a much longer kind of way of gathering. But it's gathering and landing in some specific ways almost at the same time. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about, Mike, more on Facebook? Yeah. Well, I, I think the distinction I want to make is, you know, a lot of us have been trained how to gather people. So I can, I can gather people around a Sunday morning service. That's not very hard. I think we know how to do that, but what's well, getting harder and harder. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but what I hear you naming is gathering people around different kinds of practices and that's what you're calling a landing. So yes, I can gather people for a Sunday morning experience, but it's much harder to gather people to do some of those slow practices of the Christian faith, whether that be, you know, being in proximity to the poor, whether that be um, disciplines like binding and losing, or whether that be uh, kingdom prayer, you know, these are things that you've written about. But the latter practices are much harder to gather people around because they're not as easy to measure and they take much longer time. Yeah, but I think, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. But I think there's, there's, and I know you're in the process of planning a church. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Chicago area, <laughs> specifically if you're in the, uh, by the way, I like Cicero. Although I know, you, you do like Cicero, yeah. But if you're in the west side of Chicago area, and you're, mm-hmm. you're looking for some place to go to, let's say, find yourself in a group. Yeah where you can grow and flourish for the kingdom. You might want to contact Mike Moore. Do it. Okay, because he's looking to plant a church. But um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I was making a distinction between the types of practices. Yeah, and, and I was saying, you are saying it's it's harder to do that. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people out there mm-hmm. who are burned out uh, by the other kinds of churches we've been talking yes. about. Yes. Who are looking... They maybe just don't have a vision for what God can do mm. in a group of people around a table. Yeah. They don't have a vision for the way Christ's presence can actually be manifest around a table, practicing love, sharing, listening, engagement, mm. and prayer. And uh, so I think there might be a, a, a lot of people mm-hmm. out there. Yes. Wan- I call them wandering kind of post-evangelicals. Mm-hmm who uh, are hungering for a real experience with the living Christ and a people. And I think those are maybe potential church planners. Yes. I think maybe that's, that's maybe, maybe you might want to make a commercial right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wrote an article in CT. That was the commercial. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the guy writes one I'm article kidding. in CT I'm kidding. and he keeps, he keeps bringing it up. No, <laughs> well, okay. So gathering versus landing. And uh, I just want to say like, um, so often, some of our Protestant understandings of ecclesiology, which is a big word that seminarians use to talk about thinking and studying about church, a lot of our Protestant ecclesiologies see the church as a gathering place on Sunday. Liturgy, shaping, discipleship happens on Sunday morning. And then we send the individuals out mm-hmm. to go do the work of the kingdom. And, of course, the big problem with that is they get absorbed into the world 
And so they lose the king. Right. But I, I counter that with a neo-Anabaptist expression of church, which sees the church as a whole way of life. Mm. Three circles, three spaces that are intertwined and actually might take less time than volunteering at a mega, mega church with 50 different programs. Sure. Three, need, know, and demand kind yeah. and woman kind. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that we ought to, I think now's the time for expanding our views of ecclesiology mm. and understanding the difference between landing and gathering. Good stuff. That's good. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen. I guess the, the final conclusion of this podcast and the season of podcasting, whatever the case might be, it's no longer enough to just gather at people and send them out as individuals. We got to land a church as a way of life in a neighborhood, in a a place, at a time. May the Lord bless everybody out there during this summertime. And may God give you a vision for being this kind of church for the kingdom of God, to bring his justice, salvation, gospel, and inhabit it in people's lives who uh, are seeking him. They just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mike Moore, that's our final uh, podcast for this season. Do you have any final words to Give our uh, three listeners before we sign off for the season. Uh, For all three of you, hold on tight. We'll be back in a couple of months. We'll be back in September. Yes. Uh, We don't have any announcements because basically you and I are going to be busy uh, grading papers and and doing Yeah, there's a lot of grading. We love grading papers. Mm, Yeah, love it. We we thoroughly enjoy it, and, and, and we do believe it's an important part of an education to sort out your thoughts on paper and writing. Uh, okay, but, but we're not going to be doing, we don't, we don't have any events. The, the, the Theology and Mission Lectures is now passed, and we had such a great year at Northern Seminary. Yes. We look forward to it all starting up again in the, in the latter part of August and September. Uh, but until then, folks, it's Theology on Mission podcast, and it's over and out. Mike Moore. Dave Fitch, see you next time.